0: The pandemic was hard on everybody. From a business perspective, however, few were hit harder than our tourism and hospitality operators. People weren't going out, events were canceled, and as things came roaring back earlier this year, a large number of workers had left the sector. On this week's Eastern Ontario Business Journal podcast, we're going to explore how tourism recovery is looking in Eastern Ontario today and what's in store for 2023. Welcome to the season one finale of the Eastern Ontario Business Journal podcast. I'm your host, Phil Godreau. If you like this show, make sure to like and subscribe. Today, we're chatting with a few special guests about tourism recovery in this most unusual of years and what they see for 2023. Emily Williams is with Tulips and Maple Catering. Hi, Emily. Hi, Phil. Claudia Van Wick owns Owl Rafting in lovely Foresters Falls. Hello, Claudia. Hello, hello. And finally, we've got Ryan Gilbertson, Tourism Development Officer for the Ottawa Valley Tourist Association. Welcome, Ryan. Hi, Phil. I want to start today by looking at the uh, hall from 2022. So Emily and Claudia, and maybe we'll start with Emily, can you tell us a bit about uh, some of your highlights from 2022 as you started to see events and weddings come back? Was it as busy as you were expecting?
1: Absolutely, Phil. Tulip's and Maple saw a record number of inquiries coming in, especially during uh, the summer season. Uh, We had uh, last-minute events planned, uh, annual events coming back, as well as uh, quite a few clients looking to rebook things.
0: Okay. And what about you, Claudia? How were things on the water?
2: The water was the place to be, but already in 2020, and 2021, so it was wonderful to finally be allowed to open um, when we normally do the May long weekend. That's the first time in three years, because 2019, the Ottawa River had a flood. Mm -hmm. We weren't allowed to even put a foot in the water um, until the end of June. So 2022 was kind of felt back to normal. Mm
0: I want to pick up on something you had mentioned, uh, Emily, uh, you know, tons of business, plenty busy. Um, but in your industry in particular, we've seen some significant cost increases uh, from wage increases for servers, minimum wage hikes, food and gas costs. So when you're talking to brides and event organizers, are they pretty sensitized to the costs at this point, or are we still seeing some sticker shock?
1: So we're really transparent with our costs uh, to listen to Maple, and uh, we do try to work with all our, all our clients' budgets. So, but thankfully, you know, clients are coming to us pretty sensitized, but just because of their personal dealings in, you know, they're seeing the costs in the grocery stores at the gas stations. And we're happy to to note that most of our clients do come to us thinking that uh, they're they're not as uh, sticker shocked as you might think.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, Claudia, I'm sure an important part of your uh, recovery and, and going back to, I guess, you're really going to be comparing against 2018 numbers, because like you said, 2019 was, was a bit uh, down. But um, did you see American tourist traffic start to recover pre-pandemic, or is that still lagging?
2: That's a long lag still. They were not coming <laughs> back. We almost had more internationals from Europe than we did Americans. So I'm not sure if it was fuel or if it was just them still discovering their own country. I'm not sure. But uh, it was... Very, very few from the U.S.
0: Yeah. Well, um, that staycation tax credit. I'm wondering, do you think that uh, helped with some of the Ontario uh, foot traffic, or uh, or did that really not make much of a difference for you?
2: For us, um, I think it's such a small part of our experience that it's mm-hmm. just a spit mm-hmm. um, into the finances. It's not a big. Uh, incentive. I think there, Quebec uh, did a much better job. In if you book through a tour operator, you would get 50, uh, no, 25% of your um, uh, vacation if it was two nights um, and an activity, two activities. So it got people out to try new things. The staycation is very complicated, and I don't think it's really doing much. At least we haven't seen it. And we've had no interest with people now that they're putting their taxes together. uh, No requests.
0: Very interesting. Okay. Um, Ryan, I want to turn things over to you for a moment. Um, What were some of the major topics you were hearing from business owners up in your area um, that they felt would help them along in their recovery?
3: Uh, so the def- the first one, the biggest one, I would say would be the labor shortages. Um, as we know, the pandemic caused a mass exodus on frontline employees uh, with mainly focusing on the tourism hospitality sector was hit the hardest. Additionally, in the Ottawa Valley, most of our tourism operators are seasonal. So searching for employees to fill six to eight month long contracts can be quite challenging, especially when you factor in the lockdowns into that Um, The housing crisis also presented a huge shortage of affordable housing in the rental properties, while some of the larger tourism operators offer limited staff accommodation, Um, most don't, and they rely on the local housing inventory to meet those workforce needs.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think there are going to be some of those challenges uh, we're still Mm -hmm. seeing in 2023, but maybe we'll, uh, we'll leave next year aside for just a moment. Um, Mm -hmm. Emily and Claudia, were there uh, some of the same challenges you'd say in your businesses? Any that you'd add to that? Maybe we'll start with you, Emily.
1: Yeah. um, I'd say our, our biggest one would be the, the labor as, as Ryan mentioned. Uh, We, we are still experiencing that as well. Uh, You know, our, our more experienced um, team members, uh, you know, moving on and uh, and definitely looking to find that skilled labor again.
0: Mm-hmm. Claudia?
2: Yeah, the same. It's the very first time we're in an outdoor industry, which normally the young um, are flocking to. They want to live outdoors and be outside. And it's the very first time we just couldn't fill our um, uh openings, and we offer accommodation uh, to our staff. So uh, it's it's an all-in-one, you come and live outdoors, you have your own cabin in the woods. Where else can uh, someone in their twenties have their own house for the whole summer uh, within a resort? Um, it's sad and it's nerve wracking. One of the big issues too is the uh, foreign worker permits. Um, we have in the past relied on uh, skilled labor and um, for rafting, uh, you need whitewater expertise that doesn't, uh, you can't learn that at college. That's years of paddling first before you become a professional raft guide. And uh, we have had a wonderful international um, group for the 42 years that we are actually 35, but that has changed. Even before the pandemic, that window was closed to us. So now it's it's even harder.
0: Very interesting. Um, Ryan, I wanna come back to something I'd ask Claudia about because um, I'd mm-hmm. like your perspective on it as well, which is um, that staycation tax credit. And was that something you were hearing about from business owners in your area, Claudia aside, obviously, um, <laughs> as, as something that was really helpful to them or uh, not really a factor this year?
3: We did hear a little bit back from um, some of our business owners in the area, and we found that the Ontario staycation tax credit was both a welcome incentive for both the industry and the consumer. Um, From an industry perspective, it provided an opportunity to focus on the domestic market while waiting for international visitation to rebound. During the height of the pandemic, the resident population became the tourism industry's lifeline, so maintaining that close connection with our local market was imperative for the industry. There was also more efforts by local, regional, and provincial tourism destination marketing organizations and agencies to work together collaboratively, collaboratively, sorry, with the tourism industry to collectively market Ontario and its residents.
0: Okay. Um, and before we uh, leave 2022 behind and, and start to think about New Year and uh, new opportunities, um, Claudia and Emily, I want to come back to you. Are, any changes you made to your business uh, during the the pandemic that you've kept going forward maybe we'll start with claudia this time
2: yeah um as i mentioned outdoor pursuits were very popular and we saw a a lot of families Um, that has always been our market but now it grew to more people learning about us and uh, we had a family a rafting trip where nobody paddled the guide did all the work and we transitioned that into running a different channel which is less adventurous white water but it is still white water and you still body surf but everyone paddles and that we uh, tested in 2020 and now it is our most popular uh, package is the low intensity our soft adventure so that's one to stay and then the other one is um, people want to stay longer. So uh, we've added glamping tents, huge interest to wake up in the morning, overlooking the water in your own tent and russ- roughing it, but not really. It's kind of luxury, glamorous camping.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, that doesn't sound fun at all. Um, <laughs> Emily, uh, any, anything uh, tulips and maple changed during the pandemic that you're keeping?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, tulips and maple uh, created Unique menus during uh, during the pandemic, uh, especially with individual packaging of items, especially with our for our hospital and healthcare clients who wanted mm-hmm. something a bit uh, safer or something delivered. You know, sometimes to their their, their guests' houses uh, instead of you know mass uh, gatherings. Uh, the types of clients we have are are uh, have changed. You know, we we did a lot more contracts with the military. Um, and uh, and hospitals, uh, the addition of of how we we communicate with our clients virtually, or, um, uh, or how how inquiries are are taken in. You know, we even hosted a, a virtual wedding tasting, uh, where we <laughs> delivered the food to the clients, and then we all met up on Zoom and and uh, and talked about the food. It was uh, we we just changed our processes, and some of that's going going forward, uh, especially with the individual packaging of food. I think healthcare is just switching over to that sort of um, way of doing things.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can remember talking to uh, uh, a few clients for a Ottawa Business Journal publication, The Giving Guide, there's a plug um, about uh, their fundraising dinners and how they had to change those from the, uh, you know, pizza in the middle of the table or something like that to those uh, individual packages. So uh, very interesting. Um, Moving, looking ahead to 2023. So um, Claudia, something we heard uh, through the pandemic, was uh, that seasonal tourism businesses were kind of getting left out of the recovery. You didn't lose money in every month of the calendar year. You weren't getting those government grants. Um, are, have you? Have we seen any resolution to that at this point? Do you think that's something that's gonna get resolved down the line?
2: Um, I was part of many task forces during the early years or early season of the pandemic. So in 2020, um, Renfrew County, Attractions Ontario, Destination Ontario's task force and Um, The one that delivered to all of us very well was the Canadian emergency wage subsidy. And without that, Mm -hmm. uh, I know anyone in our partnership uh, colleagues wouldn't have been able to open. Um, But the big one was infrastructure. Infrastructure. Uh, to support because to come, be competitive on the other side of the pandemic, you had to make changes and um, they actually listened. So Ontario uh, tourism did make it possible for -for non-for-profit to reach up to 50%, um, a much higher amount, but for a small business like ours, there was a potential of getting a $100,000 towards infrastructure, owl rafting uh, was approved for 50,000. And that was huge because when we went to building the glamping tents I mentioned earlier, everything was twice as expensive, the wood, the tents, the bedding. um, So by having 50% uh, supported made it possible.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and now, now you've got a new revenue stream that's gonna help you recover, right?
2: That is the hope, right? Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Um, Getting the word out and marketing is still something that is ongoing. And I must say there, Destination Ontario had their wings clipped for far too long. They had to stay indoors in their own home offices. They weren't allowed out until the middle of last summer. And this is, you know, two years of no marketing. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's very hard on the tourism industry right there.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Are there ever other recovery uh, programs or initiatives that you're looking at for uh, the year ahead or uh, at this point, is it focusing mostly on on getting people uh, down the rapids?
2: Um, Marketing is always at the top end. Um, I think coming out of the pandemic, we realized the work of working together with other partners. In fact, Tulips and Maple, we had lots of discussions in 2019. And then the pandemic happened. So by meeting Emily here, this is awesome because we can work together. And these are the ways to grow. And that is, um, uh, I think, something very positive coming for, going forward.
0: I gotta say, telling a marketer uh, that uh, marketing is the top of the list—oh, always a good way to make a fan. So, um, uh, Emily, I know there's still a lot of uncertainty out there, but uh, how full is your calendar for 2023 at this point?
1: Well, we're definitely seeing a big resurgence of weddings being booked in the in the summer, the spring, even into the fall. Uh, many many brides and grooms coming to us, uh, booking you know there there are weddings that they postponed uh as well as just everyone coming in and uh trying to maybe they did postpone and they were just waiting and uh we're definitely busy in in the summer and spring seasons already with lots of weddings so we're really excited about that
0: okay any uh any big highlight events uh you know things that are you know outside of weddings maybe um getting into some of the corporate clients Events that they had to cancel over, you know, the last couple of years that have been rescheduled. Any uh, come to mind?
1: Yeah, no, we're definitely uh, a lot of uh, government agencies are starting to book their larger, larger events, you know, four or five, six hundred people events uh, mm-hmm. at the uh, at the museums here in Ottawa. So that's one of our our great clients that we uh, venues that we work with, and they're definitely being booked. So and conferences uh, into January actually starting. We're doing a few conferences uh, for mm-hmm. on a smaller scale, but
0: seen a few uh, events locally where it's uh, oh we're celebrating our 100th anniversary that happened in 2020 you know <laughs> and getting caught up on some of those uh, belated anniversary galas and that kind of thing um any big concerns as you look to the schedule for next year claudia and emily particularly
2: i i'll say it's labor uh, yeah. is the biggest concern and the rising costs we've had to pass that on like emily was saying to the uh, to our clients and um, hopefully we will present it in a way that uh, people want to save to make that one holiday i think for us the biggest positive is we're offering a wonderful outdoor experience that is both accommodation meals and an amazing exciting adventure that brings memories
1: no, i i um i agree wholeheartedly we're definitely uh enjoying this this resurgence of the outdoor tent wedding and events that are happening uh we're very happy to to accommodate that change but definitely we as claudia mentioned we we look to um you know we're looking for creative and, and unique ways to build up our workforce again and train them uh as well uh as well as the the cost of food the the supply of food uh supply of of vehicles the cost of of running them and fueling them as well.
0: Mhm. I got to say it's nice to have a bit of pressure off the pumps uh this week but uh, we'll have to see how long that lasts. Um Ryan any uh, recommendations or content uh your organization's putting in place to help uh tourism operators in the valley prep for that uh what's likely to be a busy year ahead.
3: Uh so for next year we plan on hosting a lot of workshops uh to bring business owners together Um, In terms of focusing on different marketing techniques or networking events as well, Uh, we recently hosted one with the Culinary Tourism Alliance and we did sort of a speed dating setup with them, um, which brought business owners one on one to discuss how they could potentially work together in the future. So just really focusing on working together as a whole collaboratively and developing those relationships amongst everyone in the industry so we can all get through this together and utilize our resources and help as many people as possible.
0: Awesome. It sounds like uh, it'll hopefully be a bright year ahead. Uh, Wishing Mm -hmm. you all best of success in 2023. Thanks for joining us today.
2: Thank you, Phil. Thank Thank you. Thank you.
0: Our thanks to Emily Williams of Tulips and Maple Catering, Claudia Van Wick of Owl Rafting and Ryan Gilbertson from the Ottawa Valley Tourist Association for the great discussion today. If you've got a favorite tourism spot you'll be heading to in Eastern Ontario next year, leave a comment, let us know what it is. If it's not in Eastern Ontario, don't write it. Our highly complex system of comment moderation will filter it out. Only Eastern Ontario tourism recommendations on this show. Now then, the EOBJ podcast is made possible by these sponsors. City of Cornwall, the County of Leeds-Grenville, County of Renfrew. We'll look forward to chatting about business issues in Eastern Ontario again in the new year. In the meantime, for important business news affecting Eastern Ontario, stay tuned to obj.ca. I'm Phil Godreau. Thanks for joining us.